0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with D.L. Did you know as a disciple of Jesus, God commands you to make known the work of his salvation? Did you know that every man has a need to be cautioned and educated on or about the truths of God? And Jesus expects his disciples' beautiful feet to bring the good news from the only true God to the world. And Jesus' disciples do warn, just like he warns every man on God's wrath against all ungodly and unrighteous living. You must be prepared to teach, as warning and teaching go hand in hand. If you get to do this labor of love for God, you must believe and have confidence God will prepare you with the wisdom and power to live out His command to proclaim Him. You got your tanks? Let's dive in. This segment is titled Discipleship the Way of Life. What are you proclaiming? Believe it or not, you'll be proclaiming something. To proclaim means to announce, declare, or make known, just to name a few. So what are you announcing, declaring, or making known to someone other than yourself? Because you do realize you do that, right? I mean, you do say or assert or communicate to yourself something. Is my statement about saying, asserting, and communicating to yourself true or false? And whether you do it verbally or non-verbally, you're proclaiming something to yourself. And if you are interacting with others, you're proclaiming something to them as well. So the question is legit. What are you proclaiming? I've heard many announce changes in their approach to society because society is just off the rails. I've heard numerous declare they're turning off the news because you really don't know what to believe anymore because it's all being manipulated by somebody. And you have yours truly making known to you that regardless of what's going on in this world, I'm going to proclaim this. God is sovereign over his creation. The devil's a liar. And there are many that need to hear the gospel and disciples that have been sleeping on the job. You need to wake up right now. If you are listening you hear people proclaiming of their own importance, prominence, significance, or fame. I know you hear it. You hear people declaring how you must change your perspective, your principles, your viewpoints, your values, and your morals and accept their sinful behavior because times are changing and you need to change to the changing times. But I'm here to proclaim to you don't be deceived. Same sin same salvation now it's blatantly obvious since deception is definitely more sophisticated and you are bombarded with it from every aspect you can think of and some which is much more when the initial disciples walked this planet no question but the deeds of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit are the same they haven't changed a bit I'm proclaiming the truth. So, if it's the same sin and the same salvation, then it's either living under the rule of the devil, and that's in spiritual darkness and sin, or living in the freedom and righteousness of Jesus Christ and walk in the light of the only true God. Now, I know you heard it, and I hope it echoed before I said it. No gray area. So, it's still either believe and live the lies. Or believe and live the truth and if you're proclaiming to be a disciple of Jesus then I would hope the only true God is the only greatness that should be coming out of your mouth that is if you are a disciple of Jesus Did you know as a disciple of Jesus, being a proclaimer of God's work in and through creation and his salvation work in and through humanity is one of his expectations for you? Like when you read Luke 9, you will find Jesus called them, gave them power and authority, sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God. He gave them instruction on what to do and where to stay. And when they were rejected, they left. And shook the dust from their feet as a testimony against them so when they began walking from the place where he sent them from they began going there's your great commission in action and preaching the gospel everywhere now this was definitely my paraphrasing of Luke 9 for certain but you can believe the truth of God is in this paraphrase now you want to know an amazing thing about the truth of God in Luke 9 well Jesus was still alive so they were not preaching on his death like you hear today no they were preaching on the kingdom of God and of course the kingdom of God is the King Jesus have you ever proclaimed the truth about the kingdom of God do you know about the kingdom of God especially since you're expecting to reside there for the rest of eternity aren't you so Are you even talking about it? I mean, don't you do that when you're going on a trip somewhere? When you're going to Destin or Paris or Tahiti or Bora Bora or on a Mediterranean cruise? Don't you talk about those things? And the excitement that you're going to experience and all the wonderful things that's going to happen and all the pictures. Don't you do that? Well, aren't you going to the kingdom of God so wouldn't you be talking about if if you were going there and I mean your trip starts and ends this ain't got no end so I would imagine this would be the highlight of every disciples life spending eternity with God but if you're going and you really don't know about it then how can you proclaim what it is Would that be why so many are voiceless when it comes to proclaiming the kingdom of God? What would that explain, excuse me, would that explain why you hear so much information? But in reality, it's just that, information. And giving too much information versus proclaiming the only true God is like having one slice of bread on a table for a gathering of 20 bread lovers. God said through his instrument, Saul, in 1 Corinthians 2, 1 and 2, When I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So, the brief and concise message, and of course those who know me personally are chuckling right now. Shh, y'all. As a disciple of Jesus, no need to impress with your knowledge or mental prowess. No need for other fancy ways to amaze and suggest getting a lexicon to decipher your message. No need to locate any resources, statistics, news, or materials to fill the time slot. No. And Saul knew that. Saul also knew that it was God that provided him his scruples. No. So without God... There is no Saul and without God's mercy on Saul, he never makes it off the Damascus road on his feet, that is. Believe that. So he knew only makes perfect sense to proclaim him. Besides, what is Saul's knowledge? What is your knowledge compared to God's? What is his vocabulary, Saul's vocabulary? Your vocabulary compared to God's. So I guess it's all about the king and what he's doing. Amen? Because there is nothing, nor will there be anything more important and more impactful in someone's life other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because at the end of your life, when you are standing at the judgment seat of Jesus, anything other than Him is just scubula, And if it's scubula, then, it's surely scubula now. Now, when you proclaim, it is on the kingdom of God. And if you're proclaiming one's need for God's salvation, then you're proclaiming why they need it, and you're teaching them, and you're telling them. So are you proclaiming that? Do you proclaim or are you voiceless? Again, no gray area. Oh, meant to mention in verse 10 of Luke 9, when they returned, they gave an account to him for all that they had done. Now, don't you go believe in that deception that you get a free ride into God's kingdom because all you got to do, and here's one, Get your ticket punched or accept him. No, you better believe kingdom access requires more than just waving your ticket as you pass by the judgment seat of Jesus. Believe that. Hey, did you know there's an altar in the kingdom and beneath are souls who had been slain because of the word of God? And because of the testimony which they had maintained? Now you really think someone will just wave a ticket showing the punch mark as they go by Jesus? No, I don't think so. And neither should you no access to God's kingdom requires sacrifice selflessness being filled with the spirit of the only true God being made into a new creation a producer of fruit a testimony proclaiming God's work of salvation in you evidence you lived by God's word and commands his words his will his ways and all of it are alive in you yes You are in Jesus, and he is in you, and his righteousness is covering you. So, if someone told you that bold-faced lie, throw the ticket away. Besides, it will burn up in the blink of an eye anyway. I prayed and asked God. And I'm living in full expectation that God will use this Godcast as his instrument to help you understand how you are to live out your calling as a disciple of Jesus every day God gives you breath. It could be why God has led you to this Godcast, because he desires for you to experience all that he intends for his disciples to live out their life during this time on this planet. Don't you want to be an instrument the only true God uses to reconcile the world to himself? You can be an active participant with God in someone's eternal life change versus them experiencing his wrath leading to eternal death and separation from him forever. Don't you really care? Don't you desire to serve and honor and worship God for what he's done for you? Are you just going to stand there? or continue to walk by them and do and say nothing. And if you are not receiving the encouragement, participation or instruction you desire to receive where you're currently residing, then have confidence when you dive into Diving Deep with DL, you will hear messages about discipleship, the way of life. I pray it encourages you to move, and desire the spirit of the only true God to teach you all about the kingdom of God and your labor as his disciple. And now you know, you have heard me say, there is no gray area with God because there isn't. And because of that truth, you as a disciple of Jesus need to ensure that you're doing the will of the Father and that is your primary focus while on mission in this dark and wicked world. You cannot be idle. You must be active. And being active is working because Jesus gave his disciples a specific command to go and make disciples. Are you making disciples? And once that command was put into action, God expected work, labor by his initial disciples. And he expects work, labor from every disciple that follows him as they, you, follow Jesus. Jesus was a worker. So you get up and move. I'm telling you the truth. If you are motionless, then I hope you understand what I'm communicating as I proclaim to you that God is working even right now. Let me proclaim these truths of God to inspire and build you up. And for several, it could be motivation. For another, a wake-up call. And for others, a reminder. And for some, confirmation. Because being a disciple of Jesus, I am called to live out my calling with the grace that was given me. And my insistence is through the exhortation provided to me and for me by God. God anticipates when you warn, you must be prepared to teach as warning and teachings go hand in hand. You heard me say that. So I will proclaim this truth to you. It's 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17. All scriptures inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. After you hear what I will proclaim about God's word, I pray you begin to realize it applies to you as well. But if you're not, no two things are apparent, whether you desire to admit it or not. One, you are saying to God, his word ain't worth your time, attention, and it does not have any substance that will aid you in changing how you are living. And second, If you're saying that, then the devil is blinding your mind to the truth of God. You can believe it or not. That's your choice. I do have a question, though. If you're expecting to spend eternity with God in his presence, and you're not reading and living by his word now, what makes you think you will obey him and it, his word, forever? Now remember, deficient now, departed later. The truth I'm proclaiming about God's word is this. It's his divine acknowledgement that he was, is, and will always be. Because we live in a fallen world. Jesus' disciples need God to provide a means to identify and understand truth from deception and discern the deception and schemes of the devil and his disciples. You must know and believe God is the author. So you can depend on it and him... Because he is infallible and no created being is infallible believe that and if you're being told there is a human being that is other than God you're being deceived God's Word has the power to renew your mind you immerse yourself in it and you will find it convicting your evil thoughts and your evil intentions of your heart I'm testifying You begin understanding that you're being held captive by sin and the images and the thoughts and the cravings are continuous, and God's word and God the Holy Spirit will break those chains of sins hold on you. God's inspired word opens the way to understand his offer and surety of salvation. It can transform a narcissist into an externally focused creature I know I used to be a narcissist. Please understand if you fail to believe God's truths and it's not going to do you any good at all because all you will see is an accumulation of accounts that transpired and miss out on the wonder, awe-inspiring moments through the various lessons, plans, will, blessings, miracles, truths, warnings, love, forgiveness, mercy, and grace God has been performing in and through humanity before the sun beamed on the first day. Believe that. You desire to teach a new disciple? Then use God's word. You need to reprove the unruly, use God's word. You want to train a disciple, use God's word. You have to correct an error of understanding, use God's word because God through his spirit will make you adequate and you will be equipped for every work that God has ordained for you. You a disciple of Jesus? then proclaim the truth of God and his word. Do you find it interesting or maybe even disturbing for some that places of worship that should be proclaiming him are actually proclaiming someone or something else? Why would that be? Could it be because they really don't have an intimate relationship with him enough to proclaim him? Because if, they did then they would only be telling about him and proclaiming him but if they don't then he's not the focus of their proclamations i mean it's really as simple as that you want to know what you are to proclaim well here you go It's Colossians 1 28 and 29 and this is one of my life verses and it's one of my favorite verses make it a life memory verse for you and by the way it could be a wonderful mission statement if you need one as a disciple of Jesus listen we proclaim him admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we may present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. Now, in order to proclaim him, you have to know him and know him personally and live like him and his spirit has to be in you. It's more than just knowing about him. You could know about someone and believe what they say, but not proclaim one thing about them. Are you paying attention to what you're seeing and hearing? What do you see and hear around you? Do you hear him being proclaimed? How can you proclaim him if you don't have a relationship with him? Because after all, you're going to live with him and it brings forth everything from him. So therefore, if all things were created through him and for him, then it should all be about him. I mean, it only really makes sense if we just look at the pure milk of the word. But what does proclaiming Jesus, who is God, really look like? You must proclaim That God has is and will be doing in your life and what he will do in the lives of others who do not believe in him yet and therefore do not proclaim him until he delivers them like he delivered you you must proclaim that God with a capital G is the only true God you must proclaim there must never be any other gods with a small G including yourself before him you must proclaim God's love for them. And he loves them so much, he gave of himself to free them from the bondage and captivity of sin and death. You must proclaim when the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. Amen? You must proclaim that his will is above your own will, no matter what. You must proclaim that Jesus is in his humanity laid down his life and then he took it up again and now he is alive you must proclaim that he is the judge of the living and the dead you must proclaim that his blood was shed for the forgiveness of sin and that every man has from the womb you must proclaim without Jesus' righteousness, no one, no one will inherit the kingdom of God. You must proclaim God's wrath is holy and justified and his judgments are true and all ungodly, unrighteous living has eternal consequences for the unrepented sinner. You must proclaim their need for God, the Holy Spirit, and it's by the Spirit's power and work that sanctifies and cleanses your heart. You must proclaim you are called for a purpose and you must fulfill God's purpose and plan for your life. You must proclaim that Jesus Christ is the way to eternal life and there is no other way to God. But most importantly, you must know and proclaim that the only true God knows you because there is more to being a disciple of Jesus and just knowing of and about him. Believe that your life must be a proclamation of you living in him and he is living in you. Now, I've proclaimed several times When God repeats himself, you better sit up and take notice. And when he repeats himself multiple times in the same passage, then not only sit up and take notice, you better take action because that's an expectation by God. So listen again. We proclaim him admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom so that we might present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor. Striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. Now, with the emphasis, I'm sure you heard it. Every man. Which man? Every man. But I need to say it in the circle I've chosen and where they look like me and I feel more comfortable and confident. No, every man. I don't like some of those people. Every man. There are some that are just too far gone and there's no hope for them. Every man. Now, you lady disciples, don't you go thinking that you're not included and it's just man. So you see M-A-N in every W-O-M-A-N, right? And you see H-U-M-A-N-D. Being, and I guess you are a human being, and every man in H U M A N I T Y, humanity. So, guess you're in this T O O. You be the every man as well. So, Let me proclaim this truth of God to you. You as a disciple of Jesus are to caution and warn every man of God's wrath for all ungodly and unrighteous living. But once you caution and warn them, you are to educate or instruct every man. And God's word is the perfect tool. Remember 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Use it in the love you have for every man. You're called to begin with the smallest to the tallest, from the youngest to the oldest. This would include the stubborn, recalcitrant, obstinate, wayward, uncooperative, disobedient, non-compliant, and headstrong people. Used to be one of them. Now, you're just looking for the amusing, the enjoyable, the pleasant, pleasurable, and agreeable. No, every man. Now, I know I'm not the smartest, but I do know one thing, and I definitely do, and that is to trust, believe, and have faith that God will do what he said he will do. And when it comes to glorifying God the Father, you can count on Jesus making that happen. Believe that. So, choosing excuses of, well, I'm not smart enough, or I don't know what to say, or I don't have the experience, i may lack of faith. It's more than that well at some time we all lack the wisdom to carry out God's will and plan for salvation but did you hear what God said in his will and plan have confidence God has placed you in the earshot of me to proclaim to you what you must do when you feel inadequate, insufficient, or deficient to proclaim him when you are exhorting a fellow disciple or speaking the truth in love to a potential new convert. It's James 1.5. got to read this book. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So in your admonishing and teaching of every man... You need wisdom, God's wisdom. And if you need wisdom, then you must believe that the omniscient, eternal God, who already knows, who he gave you to, by the way, and you're meeting them right where they are, and that's his Psalm 139.16 and his Ecclesiastes 3.1 coming alive in you. So ask for it. But you better believe he will, because if you have one smidget of doubt, Listen, but he must ask in faith without any doubting for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord being double minded man, unstable in all his ways. Oh, by the way, that's the rest of James 1, 6 8. All disciples of Jesus will be held accountable to him for offering every man to him. And we are to ensure that they are accomplished disciples replicating your work as a disciple you are called for a purpose and your purpose is to go and make disciples and regardless of what anyone says contrary to God's living word if it's contrary then to get stepping. labor equals work and sometimes your labor will be challenging Are you up for the challenge or are you looking for the amusing, enjoyable, pleasant, and agreeables? When you strive, I'm here to proclaim to you that God expects you to attempt and persevere, but only by his power. And please do not depend on your own. It will fail you. Look to God's power that will greatly work within you. Amen? As we head back up, take this with you so if God the Holy Spirit is working in you then your faith should be working in you as well get your Luke 9 on the truth it was God is God and will always be God completing his work of salvation in and through you mr. mrs. and miss humanity you know there are hundreds and hundreds of one things about Jesus Well, here's a one thing. He meets you where you are. Why? Because you cannot get to where he is on your own. It takes the work of God to get you there. If you need wisdom for any situation, circumstance, event, or trial, then ask God. He didn't say you can only ask when you are discipling. No. God says if anyone lacks wisdom, So ask, my fellow disciple, ask. So with all of that being proclaimed to you today, let me proclaim it this way to you. You want to know what to proclaim? Then proclaim this. Proclaim him for restoring your marriage. Proclaim him for healing your loneliness. Proclaim him for healing your sadness. Proclaim him for healing your broken heart. Proclaim him for healing your disease. Proclaim him for healing your mortal body. Proclaim him for his forgiveness. Proclaim him for his grace. Proclaim him for his deliverance. Proclaim him for his agape love. Proclaim him for bringing you back to your family and them back to you. Proclaim him for delivering you from those addictions. Proclaim him for his spirit's work in and through you. Proclaim him for that job when it was so desperately needed for you to survive. Proclaim him for saving you from his own wrath. Proclaim him for rescuing you from the domain of darkness. Proclaim him because it's by his cross that you have been redeemed. Proclaim him when there was no means and he was the means. Proclaim him when there was no way and he made a way. And I pray with what you heard me proclaim. When you reach the surface, there should be things you are or will need to proclaim him for what he's done for you or your family or someone you know. Proclaim him for the power to forgive. Proclaim him to resist temptation. Praise God and proclaim him for the power to walk away from sin's bondage. And if you haven't proclaimed him yet, then I pray this God cast will be an encouragement to you or God will have reminded you that proclaiming him would be a good source of sustenance for your heart, mind, soul and spirit. And if you got charged by my proclaiming him, then (laughs) proclaim him, my fellow disciple, proclaim him. Let me pray for you. Abba, we love you and we thank you for today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we might present every man complete in Christ. For this purpose also I labor, striving according to his power, which mightily works within me. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in to Diving Deep with D.L. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Have a great week of worship, and keep walking the way.